Um, so let's start by reading the Bible. How about that? That's really safe. Um, let's go to James chapter 3. James chapter 3. And I really want you to hear the words or read the words with me. And, and if not, read what you have. Um, let, me know, let me hear an amen when you have it. All right. That's what I'm talking about. All right, it only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. This is scary. Yes, indeed. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. Uh, with our tongues, we bless God, our Father. With the same tongues, we curse the very men and women he made in his image. Curses and blessings out of the same mouth. Amen? Yeah? Rough? But good? All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. I pray that you just uh, deliver the message that you placed in my heart, God, that all the hearts would be open to it, and that we would be able to receive from your Holy Spirit, God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, words are powerful, amen? The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. You've ever heard that before? And that's very, it's, amen, that's said a lot, amen? Like, it's cliche almost. It's like, yeah, we know that. We see that Jesus came to the fig tree. Uh, he came to, like, a plant, and he said he cursed it because it was not producing fruit. And he cursed the, the fig tree, and it withered and it died. Now, Jesus is loving, he's good, and he's our Savior, and he loves us, right? What he was trying to show the disciples was the powerful uh, authority in our words. So, I want you to understand that the words that people tell you are very important. And the words that you tell yourself probably more important. Now, words that, words, words itself don't have the power to influence you unless you allow it to. If you give words the authority, like you give them authority over your life, you believe something, for example, let's say you believe something that's not true. If you believe that, those words will become a reality in your life. The problem with this is that sometimes we don't know that it has happened in our life. Because we think that words are just words sometimes. And sometimes words are just words, unless they're not. When they're not, then it affects us. And we affect with our words. With our words, we can create worlds. Did you know that? 
We can create atmospheres. In other words, we, could, we can create destiny with words. We can tell a young child that they're going to be the greatest on the planet, and that child would believe to be great when they get older. Or we can tell a child that they will be nothing, that they will be worthless, that they will be poor, that they will be, like, not good, and they will believe it and actually live that out for a long part of their life unless Jesus Christ comes into their life and shows them true identity. Amen? When Christ comes into our life, he shows us true identity, but he's still working in us. And she is, was awesome. She is rooted. It was about being rooted in Christ. Cynthia talked about how sometimes we have roots that are not from God. Those roots that are not from God are words that we believed, that were a seed, that became a root, that even produced fruit sometimes. Are you with me so far? And sometimes those things we don't know are going on in our heart. And the Holy Spirit, who is our, our, our guide, our counselor, the gardener of gardeners, amen? He comes into our life and he begins to pluck things out of our life that don't belong there. That you didn't even know were there. But the Holy Spirit does, and he's so, he's so awesome, and, and he's powerful and gentle at the same time, and he's like a, like he, he looks beautiful, but, but he's like a roaring lion, right? He's like a, the lion of Judah, amen? And so he comes, and he takes stuff out of us that happen from words. Words are, are powerful. So it's important that we use good words, good godly words, Amen? It's important that we use our words to encourage, to uplift, to edify. If you have nothing good to say, then don't say nothing. It's important that we encourage. Imagine talking to a child with nothing but courage, nothing but you're going to be great, you're going to be awesome. Just like that is how God speaks to us. So how we see God is really important. So the words that we hear from God are important. Sometimes we think we hear God, and it's not God. He, he, we, we, we think it's God, and it might be our own self putting ourselves down. It, it might be the enemy trying to lie to us. But God is not here to, to put you down, amen? He's here to lift you up. He's here to give you a wholeness, to make you complete. That's what God wants for you. The enemy wants to put you down. The devil wants to destroy you. He wants to steal from you. And he wants to kill you. Amen? You know, I always wonder, like, steal, kill, and destroy. If you're, if you're killed, then what does the destroy part have to do with if you're already gone? But see, the thing with the enemy is that he just doesn't want to steal and kill you. He wants to destroy your legacy. He wants to destroy what you can build in the kingdom of God. He wants to destroy your fruits. Amen? So words are important. When we believe words, they become a reality in our life, whether good or bad. So you have to be very aware of what you hear. And if you hear something bad, if you hear something that's not good, you have to rebuke it. You have to say, no, that's a lie. Amen? 
If you don't do that, you're going to have problems. You're, gonna, you're not going to find your, your footing. There's going to be something off. And you're not going to know what it is. And it was those words that you heard and believed. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. Look, you can't tame your tongue. But God can. The Holy Spirit can tame your tongue. The Holy Spirit can control your tongue. You can't. Don't even try it. Don't try to be like, all right, I, I got this tongue. And the next thing you're criticizing. The next thing you're judging. The next thing you're being negative. Ah, oh, life is over. Your words. You can't tame a tongue sometimes, but God can. When you submit under grace, when you submit under his love, when you, when you find yourself in the goodness of God, in the presence of God, your tongue, the language will change. It'll change. Believe me, it'll change. Don't believe everything. Don't even believe me today. Let the Holy Spirit confirm it in your heart. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you in your heart. Now, some of you trust me, and that's awesome. But trust the Holy Spirit more. Don't say amen too loud now. Just kidding. <laughs> so, so, this is what happened. Let me just tell you now. Uh, hopefully, this isn't too, too short, but uh, this is what happened. So, we went to a, a conference before she is, which was, I don't know if it was a good idea, but it was good. But I'm just really tired right now. So um, we went to the conference, to the uh, Bethel conference. It's a, if you don't know who that is, it's a church uh, that's up in Northern California. Um, yeah, wonderful church. Uh, blessing. But uh, they had a, they're, they're actually their worship music group team had a conference so we went to the conference and it was it was good like right from the beginning me and Cynthia had really cool seats like up in the front and like I could feel the bass in my body and my hairs were standing up and and I was like whoa is that Jesus no it was the bass so so uh so, yeah, we, we went to the first service. It was awesome. And then uh, the next day, it was like, um, like, you know how we do, like, a million services? It was like that, like, service, break. Not even service, 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 break. Service, 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 lunch, service. I don't know. A lot, right? So and, uh, at the end of one of those um, sessions, um, I had it, like, I had a burning desire in my heart to receive prayer from uh, one of the hosts of the conference. So I told Cynthia, hey, I want to talk to, this guy's name was Ben, I want to talk to Ben and have him pray for us. And she was like, okay, go for it. And I was like, I'm, I don't do this, like, especially with strangers, like, I'm just like, nah, it's cool. Cynthia was walking, you want to take a picture? Nah, nah, it's fine, I don't, it's weird, right? So, uh, <laughs> so I go up to Ben and I was like, already stuttering and I was like hey you know we're pastors and five years and you know um, can you pray for us and just bless us and so um, 
he's like, yeah, you know, five years, that's awesome. Like, you guys are starting to see some stuff already. I know it. And so let me pray. So he starts to pray, and he starts to just bless our life and, and bless this church. And uh, he starts to say, you know, I see an increase in word of knowledge. And me and Cynthia had just been talking about that. We had been talking about the prophetic and all that stuff. Um, I'll let her tell you her, her stuff later. And uh, so, yeah, he starts to say, I see an increase of, uh, of the word of knowledge in, in your church. I, I see that God is going to do something. And um, I, uh, I, I, I say, like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, that's, that's yeah, I, I receive it. And he's like, um, yeah, and I see, I see something about family. Like, God is going to bless your family. And, like, he starts telling Cynthia about mother, something mother. And I was just like, whoa. Like, and then we stopped. I stopped him, and I was like, oh, actually, you know, we've been trying to have kids, and it's been a long time. He's like, okay. So he started just praying and over us. And anyway, the whole point of that is that I started to quake and tremble in my, in my body. Uh, I don't know if you've ever felt that before. But I kind of had before, but not to this intensity. And it was like, Pancho, I was like a weirdo, like just shaking. And I was just like, oh, my God, what ha what's happening? And like Kevin and Merrill and them were waiting for us. And, and I, honestly, I didn't want to look at anyone. I was just like, I was feeling weird. <laughs> and no offense. And so I was just like, I was so touched and like trembling. And I was like, what is this? Like, what's going on? But I knew that God was doing something. I knew it wasn't bad. I knew that God was doing something. So um, a long time ago, I used to suffer very heavily from anxiety. When I, when I came to Christ, I still had stuff from the world that was affecting me. And I suffered from anxiety quite a bit. I used to have panic attacks. And, and me, sorry for Cynthia, but we'd be out in public at the movies, and I would start to, start to breathe heavily and thought that I was dying, right? And she would have to take me home. We would be out for dinner. We would be out anywhere, and I would get anxiety attacks very strong. And honestly, only Cynthia could calm me down back then, prayed over me. Eventually, God took that away. Like, I, I had, that was gone. But once in a while... It would try to trigger again, and I would rebuke it, and it'd be cool. I'd worship. It was good. So uh, one day, I came to preach. Well, I always come to preach, but <laughs> I came to church, and I came to preach one day, and I got one while I was preaching. None of you knew. Some, some of you know because I told you after. Uh, I, told, I told Kevin and Merrill. Uh, and... Uh, it, I almost stopped. It was really bad. Um, it, was, it was really, really tough. And um, I didn't understand why. And, and, you know, you always go to the I don't know about you, but I always go to the worst thought, like the very, very worst thought. Something's wrong with me, right? Something is wrong with me. Like someone has to pray for me, <laughs> you know, like bad. So we did pray. I gave it to the Lord again. The next week I came back, and it tried to happen again, 
And um, I kind of, I, I, I think I stopped in, in like right in the beginning and I started to pray. We prayed together. I didn't say anything. We just prayed and it went away. I started, I preached through it. So I had been like thinking about that. Like, why is that happening to me? Like, sometimes as a leader and as a man, especially, you try to be strong in your emotions, right? You try to, no, I got this. Like, I can get through this. And God doesn't want that. He wants honesty and vulnerability and sincerity. So when we're not, when we don't talk about it um, with someone that is loving and caring and is going to encourage you, then we're going to keep it inside and it's going to make us, going to make us feel bad. So it was, uh, what was the last night over there? Friday night. And uh, a couple uh, sessions before, I had gotten the trembly stuff again. And I, honestly, I was tripping. I was about to leave service, to be honest with you. It was that bad. So at the very last night, um, uh, a guy named Brian Johnson was, was preaching, teaching. And I could tell his story is the same. It's about anxiety. He had a nervous breakdown. I could tell he's up there and he's really nervous. I mean, he's preaching to like 4,000 people. I'd be really nervous. <laughs> I get nervous with our 25 sometimes. And like, imagine 2,500 people. God knows he's preparing us. So um, he's very nervous. He came out with his wife who didn't talk the whole time, just sat with him. They had a table. And it was supposed to be a conversation. But someone that, listen, check this out. I'm being very vulnerable. Someone that deals with anxiety can see the signs. Immediately when I saw them too, I was like, he's really nervous. And when she didn't talk at all, I was like, he was really nervous. Like anxiety kind of nervous. Not just I have butterflies in my stomach but very anxious. Some of you don't know what that feels like because when you look at someone that has anxiety, they look normal. They don't look like anything's wrong. So it was the last night, and he talked about his experience. And he, uh, he was very vulnerable, very honest. And I related and he began, they began to pray. And, and today we're going to pray. And it's not just about anxiety today. It's about words. Well, let me get to that. But it's about words. Sometimes anxiety is about what we believe in our heart, about ourselves and about God. And that can come from words. That can come from belief. That can come from thoughts. So many things. He was praying and he said, uh, that his story was that he has to surrender everything. He had to forgive certain people. He had to just inner healing. Okay, he had to be ministered, is what we call it in our church. So um, he's praying and he says, "Ask the Holy Spirit what you need to surrender." 
And I'm the pastor of Grace and Love Church. I'm like, they surrender? Like, I've surrendered my entire life to this. Like, come on. But I'm going to do it anyway, I told God. I'm going to do it anyway. So I said, I, I'll have my hands up. And I said, I started feeling the trembly thing again. And I said, Lord, Holy Spirit, what do I need to surrender? And I got a, I had my eyes closed and I got a picture in my, in my heart, right? But it's like up here. But I know it's in my heart. And when I saw the picture, what I, I did what I normally do and what we all normally do. Ah, stop, I'm trying to ask the Holy Spirit something. Holy Spirit. We're going we're gonna to teach about this because this is very important. We're going to have a, workshops about this because sometimes the Holy Spirit is actually trying to show you something. He might show you a picture and you ignore it. You're like, no, 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 wait. I'm trying to, like, tell me. You want to hear words and he's just showing you something. It's very key in our life. So he showed, and this isn't something Cynthia taught me because she's like, yeah, so she taught me that. And I, I, I remember it in the moment. Okay. First I said, no, 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 Holy Spirit, please tell me, what do I need to surrender? And then I saw the picture again, and I was like, let me follow this. And then the Holy Spirit started to speak to me, and I was shocked. I saw a picture of a leader that I used to have. When I first got my, my uh, when I first started to have anxiety attacks, when I first came to Christ, when I first came to church again, I went to my leader. And I said, hey, I'm having these anxiety attacks. And I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm going to die, blah, blah, blah. And he said, uh, he said, he said, I, I, I don't think he meant it in a bad way necessarily, but we just have to be careful with our words. He said, uh, it's because you have a weak mind. And if you're not careful, one day you're going to kill your wife. I was a baby Christian. Oh, I didn't know. And I didn't even know that I, what had, that had done to me. And as the Holy Spirit is showing me this picture, I hear his voice very clearly saying, you believed him. You believed him. But you don't have a weak mind. You have the mind of Christ. And he said, you have the mind of Christ. Amaris, you remember one time I told you that the enemy would attack me at night saying, you're going to kill your wife. Kill your wife. And I would rebuke him and it would leave. But I don't understand why that was there. Why did I have those thoughts? I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm a believer. I, I preach his word. Why did I have such bad thoughts like that? It was because I had believed words. As a leader, I'm very concerned with what I say now. More than ever. I was before, but more than ever. 
concerned with what I say. So our words are very important. Very important. Because those words can create a seed that can grow into a root and actually see fruits. And the, the enemy will have his way if that's in us. And those words may not come from an outside source sometimes. Sometimes you tell yourself that you're not good enough. You tell yourself that you'll never amount to nothing. Or the enemy will, using your own voice, and you'll believe it. And when you believe it, it creates a root. So I, I started, right away I started ministering to myself. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I have the mind of Christ. I nudged on Cynthia, and I told her what had happened. And she started ministering my life. She started saying, I, she didn't know my prayer at all. I just told her the picture I saw. And she said, uh, you have the mind of Christ, honey. You don't have a weak mind. You have the mind of Christ. And I can say that I had a breakthrough. I can say that, that, that something shifted. Now, some breakthroughs, it'll be like, inst like instant. But some breakthroughs, you have to cultivate. You have to keep going. You have to keep having relationship with God. I woke up at 5.30 today. <laughs> I didn't want to wake up at 5.30 today. <laughs> and I went for a walk. I hadn't gone for a walk in such a long time. I went for a walk with the Lord. And uh, I forgot to put a sweater on. And I'm walking around at 5.30 in the morning with a t-shirt and Shorts. I had shoes on, though, so that's good. But I just walked, and I felt so free. I felt so free. I felt like, like God was saying, like, I'm, I'm working still. I'm, I'm, I'm working in you still. All of us, all of us need breakthroughs in life, including your pastor. Probably even more sometimes. So... We're going to pray, and I want Jesse and, and, and David to come up only, and I, I want to pray with you, because some of you have to surrender some things, and you have to let go of some things. Whatever is in your heart, keep your heart pure before God. Let the blood of of Jesus, like cleanse it and always be clean before him. So we're going we're gonna to just minister to you today. We're going to pray for you today. But first, I'm just, the Holy Spirit's going to do whatever he wants right now. The interesting, 
an interesting thing about me is that no one touched me but the Holy Spirit, which is awesome. No one said, hey, can I pray for you? No one put their hands on me. It was the Holy Spirit only. So I want you to close your eyes. These guys, uh, keep it low, Ponch, if you can, just like a nice level where they can hear me. ¿Qué es lo que tú tienes que rendir en tu corazón? What do you need to surrender? ¿Qué preocupación? ¿Qué palabras? What words? What worry? What have you believed that's not true? I want you to ask the Holy Spirit that. What have I believed about myself that's not true? Quiero que le preguntes al Espíritu Santo. ¿Qué palabras, Señor, yo he creído que no, no pertenecen en mi corazón? Tal vez palabras que yo mismo me he dicho. Deja que el Espíritu Santo te ministre. Ahora, Espíritu Santo, muévete ahora. Muévete en estas vidas, Señor. Y quita toda, toda palabra, Señor, que maldice. Quita toda palabra, Señor. Ahora, Padre, en el nombre poderoso. Ahora, ahora, Señor. Ahora, ahora. Ahora, ahora, ministra Espíritu Santo. Ministra, ministra Espíritu Santo. Minister, minister. Inner healing, Holy Spirit, inner healing. Ahora, recibe, recibe. Se lleno. Renuncia, renuncia ahora. Tú tienes la mente de Cristo. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. We renounce, Lord, any negative words. We break it, God, in Jesus' name. We break it, God, in Jesus' name, Lord. Ministra, Señor. Quinto Espíritu Santo, Maybe it's words that you tell yourself, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at whatever. You believe it. words are lies 
son mentiras, son mentiras. Esas palabras. seamos gente que edifica Señor que seamos gente positiva Señor ahora, ahora Padre, ahora Señor Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast We hope you were blessed by this message If you have a prayer request we would love to hear from you Please feel free to contact us And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.